Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Across the Nerdverse. I hope you are all doing great today. And it's been a while since I've been on again, about, I'd say, two and a half weeks, um, almost three, I guess. Uh, but as you all know, Christmas holidays have come and gone. We're into the first month of 2024. And so I thought I'd start off the new episode of 2024 speaking about something that is near and dear to me, which I had kind of mentioned in the inaugural episode regarding Canadian television shows. I do love Canadian television, Canadian cinema, not every property, obviously, but there are certain things that I enjoy. And so I thought I would share another gem of Canadian television from retro Canadian television, to be exact, and that would be North of 60. Now, those of you who may have been around in the 80s and 90s in Canada knows that CBC has always had this strong component of Canadian television and Canadian cinema, especially back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And North of 60 was a very unique show and great in many ways. It was unique because it was the whole show revolved around the community of Lynx River. Now, Lynx River is, as far as I know, a fictional community, but it is based upon uh, Indigenous communities in Northwest Territories as well as Alberta because it focuses on the Dene people. And so the community of Lynx River had some characteristics to it that would be very much, uh, could be found in certain communities up in the north. And that would be as Lynx River was geographically isolated from other parts of the country and the territory. And it had to be accessible by air. So people got in and out of the town by airplane and you would see that. So they would, you know, they announce, they would announce the arrival of a new character or a character that was only someone who came and went um, by plane. And so it was a great way of kind of introducing, you know, here's an event, an inciting event for the episode, but also it was very, uh, uh, a valid uh, characteristic for some communities in the north. The other piece the show focused on was that it was primarily indigenous peoples that were actors. Now, there were white people um, in the television show, but this was strongly uh, I guess highlighted is that they were people that had come to the community for a variety of reasons. And so I'll get into some of the characters, main characters that I've seen uh, through the television series. I obviously won't go into every character, but some of the, the main characteristics. So strong indigenous com uh, representation, which is fitting given that it's 
about indigenous peoples. And so it also was very, very, I think, informative about the Dene culture, Dene history, Dene traditions, touched on matters such as residential schools and some of the struggles both through the residential school experience, both with on a very personal level, like it talked about politics, but also through the characters. It was very much personal journeys that of people's cultural identities. And I love that very much rather than us trying to, and by us, I mean like the, uh, Canadian society where you might have like a government influence or a, a white, you know, writers and people trying to influence what the stories are. You had indigenous people telling stories that mattered to them. And it was all very informative, like I said, but also very dramatic because I'll get into some of the characters. Some of the characters that were main characters were uh, revolving around like this family in community of Lynx River known as the Kennedys. I don't know if it was on purpose that the Kennedys literally sound like the Kennedys in the States. They, the name is spelt different, but it's pronounced as Kennedy. And in the family Kennedy, you have Peter Kennedy who was the chief or is the chief at some point in the series, but then moves on to different roles within the community. Um, he is a community leader. He is somebody who uh, is very, very passionate about trying to further along his people to be self-reliant, to be some, to not need government influence, trying to have self-government, all working towards the major goals for Indigenous society to be um, self-reliant, self, uh, uh, self-running without the interference from the Canadian government. He is somebody who, when was a uh, someone who went to residential school, and during that time, he very much got himself an education, was very uh, uh, articulate, very informed as to how to navigate within government and how to uh, basically exist within the, the greater Canadian society. And by greater, I mean larger, not better. The, the piece that, that is found out later on about, you know, what, that how impact he's he's constantly a person who tries to reconcile his ability to basically move within the white man's world as well as retain his indigenous heritage and 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 uh lineage and that's something that he is at a struggle with at times so Peter Kennedy is one of the main characters of the show. Then you have his sister, who is Michelle Kennedy, who is uh, the RCMP officer for the town. And the, as far as I understand it, the town of Lynx River has uh, an RCMP detachment there that is set up with the approval of the band. 
and they are there to try and have community policing with a strong focus on having somebody who's a community member be one of the RCMP detachment. And Michelle is somebody who is fully um, able to do RCMP duty. So she is actually a member of the RCMP, uh, not, not appointed as a member of a band police or something like that. She is uh, RCMP uh, uh, constable. And then she is always, again, has this, there's this constant conflict between identity of, you know, she is a member of this community, has grown up in this community and returned to be a police officer in this commu- uh, community. So the struggle between being somebody who is a member of the community and wants to further along the community like her brother as well as very strong identity and connection to being a police officer and also knowing the impacts of what being an RCMP member meant to members of the Indigenous community back in the days of residential schools, as well as continues to be in terms of how the RCMP deal with Indigenous peoples and communities. And so it was interesting to watch where she would uphold the law, but also try and have a strong community policing aspect of it, given her her childhood there, as well as also her pain towards being in residential schools herself. And so it was it's fascinating to watch um, these two characters be community leaders and be visible. Uh, uh, have visible profiles within the community as leaders, but also have these other identities that exist that in some ways apart and trying to integrate the two identities that they have so that they can both be true to who they are, but also uh, true to their community. Then you have Sarah, who starts off as the town nurse, and she is one of the uh, Caucasian people in the community. And as you learn, she gets there due to, because Lynx River is described as a community where, in terms of some of the other people who are who come to the community versus who are born and raised in the community as they come go there because they have nowhere left to go. It's kind of end of the road in terms of places that they will be because of not fitting into the general other parts of society due to whatever reason, due to um, tragedies, due to disappointments and failures in their life prior. It's something that it seems to be a haven for people who are feeling lost. And Sarah is one of those people. And she starts off as um, kind of a, not a side character she is she's not as prominent as as some of the others but she becomes prominent because she ends up moving from being a nurse to being married to one of the other main characters in this in the show and and she has mental health issues and ends up having a mental health uh break and her journey to be healing herself and be a member of a community where she never felt that before, but also feel somewhat disconnected from due to being, like I said, uh, a white woman 
living in an indigenous community plus not having grown up in that community is something quite interesting to watch in the beginning she is affiliated with another member of the rcmp there constable eric olson and eric olson is somebody who is appointed there from um, another RCMP detachment, you find out that he has had marital issues um, because he is separating then later divorcing his wife and his kids live with his ex-wife or estranged wife at first in Saskatchewan. And there's, and so during the time that he's appointed there, he goes through a journey as well where he is having a, a sexual and somewhat romantic relationship with Sarah, but it ends badly. Um, and then when Sarah has her break, she ends up completely cutting Eric off. Now, Eric is somebody who goes there being kind of your stereotypical white police officer and ha is kind of trying to be the long arm of the law and has sometimes not very nice things to say or do within the community. So at first he becomes somebody who is seen as here's the white RCMP officer, but then later he becomes more aware, more involved in his community and actually integrates quite well into the community and understands the community approach. Unfortunately, due to some personal issues in uh his life outside of the show which you know to try and summarize he the actor that played eric olson was also in romantically involved with the character with the actress who played michelle kennedy and so outside of the show there was a domestic dispute and i uh the character who goes by two names, one of them is John Oliver, which on a funny note, when I looked up the the uh, all the characters for the show, just to kind of make sure I had the right people, it was that they showed a picture of the British comedian John Oliver and one of them, one of the sources, which I knew was wrong. But he goes by two different names and one of them was John Oliver. And so then he was kicked off the show due to his domestic violence towards Michelle Kennedy's, uh, the actress who played Michelle Kennedy, who was who is Tina Keeper. And so he abruptly was written out of the show by being um, killed in a bar fight. And so then she ends up, uh, Michelle ends up getting a new RCMP partner um, later on in the series. But I liked, there was a strong focus on rcmp members um coming from quote unquote the outside and then their integration or their interaction with michelle kennedy and so that was the first uh rcmp constable there is another one uh, constable F corporal F i think believe corporal fletcher who comes along which is where i'm watching at this point um and he also has some marital issues. Again, this theme of people from the outside coming who are somewhat either broken or lost to some extent coming to Lynx River. So there's the other uh, constable. First one, though, was Eric Olson. And then uh, after Sarah 
and and Olsen broke up, she ends up being then romantically linked with the one of the other main characters in the show, who's known as Albert. And Albert is a bootlegger. He is someone of the community crime lord. He is someone who was chief at one time and caused a lot of chaos. And he is chief again and causes a lot of chaos. And he is a very fascinating character because there's a bit of a either redemptive arc in there that I would I'm getting excited to see because I'm in season four now. And he was played by Gordon Tatusis and who was a very major actor in um in the uh indigenous community from from Canada has done some shows out uh other than that as well. He has passed away at this point. But so there's there's Albert and he is like I said kind of the force of evil if you want to call it evil but definitely a force not for good in terms of the community but the he is kind of one of the other uh, major families in the community which is the Golos and so you have this kind of family family conflict going on in the show as well which i find fascinating and in terms of uh uh later plot lines it's very interesting to watch like what happens within that family as well as the kennedys given one family is very kind of strong knit meaning the kennedys and the golos very tormented harsh kind of family dynamics but they are also connected to each other and so that's albert there's uh harris harris is the assistant to both chiefs both when peter was chief as well as when albert is chief and so uh harris is the one of the other caucasian fellows in town and you know it's briefly alluded to that he gets there because it's the end of the road for him but he becomes a member of the community both in becoming um assistant to the chief or the chief's aide and he also becomes romantically involved with one of the um uh young mothers in the community whose name is lois and so he's interested it's interesting to watch him because he's like truly this political figure and he's worked for both chiefs and he also has some issues with like he can be quite controlling but he also comes off as a real quote-unquote nice guy with lois and He's not a primary character, but he is certainly a regular character, and you see him in almost every episode I've seen so far. I have seen all these seasons when I was a kid, but then I hadn't seen that show again for another 30 years until just recently, which is which is um, a bit of nostalgia for me. So one of the other um, characters, three characters, is Rosie and Leon, who are a young couple in the community of Lynx River. Um, both both Denny, uh, uh, Leon is a carpenter, and he's known as a very meek fellow, primarily speaking. Um, Rosie is his wife, and she is very, like, assertive, very strong indigenous woman. She works for at least originally works for Jerry, who owns the 
a cafe and motel in town and but rosie's got plans she wants to be a business woman and so has attached herself to jerry and they have this this tumultuous kind of working relationship and this very interesting friendship as well even though it doesn't look like their friendship uh they have a friendship at first um it gets very it can be very hurtful at times in terms of how jerry treats people but she has this way of knowing how to handle jerry most of the time anyways and then there's jerry one of the other uh like i said white characters in the town who owns one of the businesses in town and he there's many issues there in terms of you know he's definitely not the nicest fellow at times often being very rude has some racial um prejudices he's a bit you know predatory in terms of some of his business practices at least some of the time but he is also a fixture within the community and so then you have some of the kid characters and some of the other families so there's tv who is the son of lois who i had mentioned um and tv is this indigenous youth who's quite troubled his father left when and was abusive to his mother at, at, uh, at an early age and then when he left tv became involved in like acting out would was kind of a jerk at least at first very immature very narcissistic in many ways um but would participate in helping out with bootlegging as well as with um uh using substances himself but then over the course of the seasons becomes much more mature takes on responsibility you can see some of the pain that he hides regarding how his mother has some issues in relations to her relationships with men as and so you see in terms of how he's just a young man in pain and it's quite an interesting arc how he starts off to versus where he starts to be going then you have his friend joey who is a fairly decent guy very very you know very sweet very kind he is very caring towards both tv both towards uh uh tv's girlfriend bertha who bertha when bertha becomes pregnant with tv's child and decides to keep it he's very supportive of her um then you have hannah who is michelle kennedy's child who is something that who is somebody who is very uh uh troubled herself and what i was trying to say is uh there is something that parallels in the show as well as as in real life is that in the show at some point she passes away and in real life she passes away both as teenagers but in during her period of time is that uh she is a great example of somebody who just wants to be uh liked and loved for herself because of knowing being known as the mounties kid in the community and so her desire to fit in is even doubled beyond what usual teenagers would be and so then you have bertha who is who is one of the other 
children in the community. And as I said before, is TV's girlfriend and later becomes co-parents with, with TV. And she has dreams to be a nurse. And she's very much someone who propels TV to be responsible. Um, so those, I believe are some of the very major characters of North of 60. North of 60 has a combination of many things. It's a social narrative. It is has crime drama or, you know, police procedural in some places from a Canadian perspective. It is something where it's high drama in terms of people's relationships and they change over time. It is something where it truly is a very unique show and it had a very strong message and very realistic to to social issues and realistic character conflict um it is something that i would encourage anyone to check out whether or not you are a fan of canadian television or not it would be a great show just on its own and it stands right up there and for people who've watched reservation dogs i would say it is comparable to that show as well so that is it i hope that you go out and check out north of 60 it is on Apple TV, there's an, there's an option where you can get APTN channel, um, and it's like six bucks a month Canadian, and you can watch it. So check it out. I guarantee you won't be sorry. Until next time, have fun, and we will talk again soon, metaphorically speaking, of course. Bye-bye for now.